Hi everyone, welcome back to Block Shots. My name is Gautam Dhameja and in this episode, we are going to talk about data sharding. So for the last few episodes, we have been talking about a lot of concepts related to data availability, how rollups post their data on L1s, and then that data needs to be made available for verification and for other purposes. And then we have looked at different ways of making that data available, checking if the data is available or not, using sampling and other stuff. There has been a lot of data availability talk on this podcast in the last few weeks, right? But where is this all coming from? So this is all coming from the approach that Ethereum is now taking towards data sharding. First of all, I want to point out that I have done an episode on sharding before. This is episode 41 of the podcast, which I have titled blockchain sharding. But kind of I would like to go back and say that that is not the right title there. I would have called it blockchain execution sharding. So essentially, sharding in blockchains, as of now, is of two types, execution sharding and data sharding. There could be other types in the future because this space evolves very quickly, you know, so don't hold me to this. Anyway, so in episode 41, what I explained was primarily execution sharding. What happens in execution sharding is that when you have a lot of execution happening on a single chain, and if that chain can be divided into multiple sub chains, and all of these sub chains are doing their own execution. For example, if you take Ethereum and divide that into multiple sub chains, and each of these chains will have their own state, will have their own consensus, but they're all connected together, then we can say that this is what execution sharding is that you are sharding or dividing the execution on the chain, like the on-chain execution into several subchains. So some smart contracts can stay on one shard, the other smart contracts can be deployed on the other shard and so on. The whole point is not all the nodes have to do all the work because that is where scalability becomes a problem. If every single node or validator or full node has to verify all the transactions, then it is slow. And that is why blockchains don't scale. So one way of scaling is execution sharding, where not all the nodes have to do all the work. Some nodes execute some transactions, the other nodes execute the other transactions, and they can still, uh, you know, like randomly rotate among these different shards and all that to make things a lot more secure. So that is execution sharding. But Ethereum is not doing that anymore. Since the last one or two years, they have completely changed the roadmap. They are now moving towards a thing called data sharding. Now, what is data sharding? So essentially going back to the same point, rollups post the data on L1, the Ethereum mainnet, and then the Ethereum mainnet makes sure that the data is available. And once that data is available, then the rollup state can be verified, the rollup proofs can be verified and so on. Now, what if all the Ethereum nodes have to download all of this data? that will still not be scalable. So while the Ethereum nodes or Ethereum validators don't have to verify all the transactions because a lot of these transactions are happening on the rollups, they still have to download all this data that the rollups are posting, which is not an efficient solution. So what is now happening is instead of validators downloading all this rollup data, they are now divided into subnets to download only some of this data. Imagine the Ethereum mainnet as collection of many subnets and each subnet is responsible for making sure that a part of the rollup data is available. So together, the whole mainnet can say that the whole data is available. So this is where data sharding comes into the picture. 
So instead of sharding the execution of transactions, here we are sharding the download of data. That's data sharding. Now, essentially, there are more nuances to it. There are ways to make it more secure. There are ways to make uh, make random sampling across these different shards so that even if one rollup controls a small group of validators and that group of validators is responsible for some of this data, even then the entirety of the network can figure out something is going wrong or not. There's a lot of maths involved. Of course, everything in crypto has a lot of maths involved in it. But the point is there are ways to still verify that everything is going right using random sampling and uh, rotating these committees or rotating the subnets of validators across different shards and all that. But the whole point is, instead of verifying transactions, now they are sharding the download of data. All right, that's data sharding for you. I hope you found this insightful. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Ciao. 